Sowing in Health and Wellness is brought to you by Freedom Gate Church, where it is their passion to advance Christ's kingdom and disciple the generations. Freedom Gate is located at 104 Tennis Center Drive, directly behind Pioneer Chevrolet in Marietta, Ohio. Sunday morning services begin at 1030 a.m. Find more details on the web at freedomgatechurch.net. Soaring in Health and Wellness is also brought to you by Mountaineer Chiropractic, located at 2108 Camden Avenue, Suite D, Parkersburg, West Virginia. For more information, go online to mountaineercairo.com. If you'd like to be a sponsor or help support Soaring in Health and Wellness podcast, please go online to eagleswayministries.org and select Patron Page in the top menu bar. Hello, and thank you for listening to Soaring in Health and Wellness with Dr. Stephen Wells. Dr. Wells is a chiropractic physician with a passion to help individuals reach new levels in health and wellness. Dr. Wells has been involved in the health and wellness field for over 30 years. Dr. Wells received his Bachelor of Science degree from Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with an emphasis in health and exercise science. He received his second Bachelor of Science degree in general sciences, along with his Doctor of Chiropractic degree, with honors from Palmer College of Chiropractic in Davenport, Iowa. Soaring in Health and Wellness is a tool to help educate individuals reach new levels in health and wellness and a passion to live with a sense of purpose and vitality. Dr. Wells and his guests, ranging from doctors of all areas of health care to educators, nurses, personal trainers, counselors, and pastors, will discuss and inform you on how to improve in all dimensions of wellness from a biblical worldview perspective with one goal in mind, seeing you soar towards optimal health and wellness. If you're ready, let's get started with today's program with your host, Dr. Steve Wells. Good afternoon and welcome to Soaring in Health and Wellness. Today's show, we're going to continue our discussion on health benefits of exercise and physical activity. We had spoken to Stacy Hauser, which is the founder of Temple Challenge, last week on the benefits of exercise and physical activity. And so we're going to basically just kind of follow up a little bit about her as far as what we discussed in review and also discuss some other areas as far as benefits. Uh, one of the things that we discussed um, with Stacy was basically the reduced risk of heart disease uh, with physical activity. Uh, it states as far as Rogers basically states that one out of three American dies of cardiovascular disease. He also states that regular physical activity and exercise can significantly reduce your risk of developing cardiovascular disease. But also Yamashita basically states that regular physical activity reduces the risk of dying during a heart attack. Regular endurance exercise protects the heart against injury during a heart attack. And also, exercise training can reduce the magnitude of cardiac injury during a heart attack by as much as 60%. And if you remember talking our discussion with Dr. Huber and Dr. Hanna, uh, symptoms of a heart attack, usually the first symptoms of a heart attack is usually your last symptoms of a heart attack. So you can see where exercise actually has a tremendous benefit is not only decreasing the risk of heart, uh, heart attack, but also the damage is actually done to the heart. Um, we also talked about the uh, reduced risk of diabetes. Uh, Helmick, Raglan, and Paffenberger, basically regular physical activity and exercise can reduce the risk of a specific type of diabetes called type 2, which is usually adult onset, well, it is adult onset, by improving the regulation of blood glucose. So we have a reduced risk of, these, uh, of diabetes. Also, you have an increased bone mass, you know, we talked about osteoporosis, basically is the loss of bone mass and strength. It increases the risk of bone fractures. Uh, it's more common in older women. And so exercise can improve bone health by strengthening your bones. If we look at uh, Taft, Robinson, and Snow, and Marcus, 
Numerous studies have demonstrated that regular exercise increases bone mass, density, and strength in young adults. Uh, they also basically stay as far as ranking in the American College of Sports Medicine. Basically states that weight-bearing activities such as running, walking, and resistance training are important for bone health. And research in osteoporosis on osteoporosis suggests that regular exercise can prevent bone loss in older adults. And that is from the American College of Sports Medicine by Rankin. Uh, also, another effect or benefit of physical activity exercise is easier aging. We talked about as well. Gradually, as we get older, we lose our physical capacity to do work. Uh, we also, as we continue to age, our ability to perform strenuous activities such as running, cycling, and swimming progressive declines. Uh, as far as um, re- regular exercise training can reduce the rate of decline in physical working capacity as we age. And you find that in Powers, Lawyer, and Quistful. And also the Journal of Applied Physiology also says the important point is that although physical working capacity declines with age, regular exercise can reduce the rate of this decline, increasing your ability to enjoy a lifetime of physical recreation and improve quality of life that comes with it. Uh, with our discussion with Stacy, we also talked about the increase in longevity. Uh, according to Paffenbarger, Kampart, Lee, Hyde, and Lang and Wing, they say basically a growing amount of evidence suggests that regular physical activity and exercise combined with a healthy lifestyle increases longevity. Uh, also, they mentioned a study of Harvard alumni over the past 30 years reported that men with a sedentary lifestyle have a 31% greater risk of death from all causes than men who report regular physical activity. They also noted that women also show that sedentary and low-fit women also have a high risk of death, and that's by the American Journal of Health Promotion by Blair. Uh, as far as um, continuing with this, a longer lifespan for people who exercise and have more active lifestyles. And they say basically the primary factor for this increased longevity is thought to be the lower risk of both heart attack and cancer. Another benefit of exercise, and the reason we go over the benefits of exercise, it's basically you, you want to know why we are doing what we're doing as far as exercise or increasing our physical activity. Why is it important to take the steps rather than the elevator? Why is it important to walk as much as we can or increase our daily activities as far as physical activity and not only exercise? But when we see these benefits, it basically just re-encourages us to continue knowing that, you know, there is, you know, benefits, that there are advantages to having an active lifestyle as well as an exercise program. Uh, if we look at the improved psychological well-being, which we discussed, of course, we've also discussed that one out of four adults uh, suffer from some type of uh, mental disorder per year. One out of five children suffer from a mental disorder per year. Uh, if we look at uh, the improved psychological well-being through physical activity or exercise, regular exercise improves psychological well-being in people of all ages. The mental health benefits of regular exercise includes reduced risk for anxiety disorders and depression. That's by Pinedo, Don. And, um, of course, a lot of that is that make up the uh, mental disorders as far as depression is very common. And if we look, basically, they also say that as far as people who report feeling less anxious and stressed after an exercise session can last up to eight hours after their exercise. 
So people who report feeling less anxious and stressed after an exercise session, even up to eight hours afterward. All right, so that was pretty much a review of what uh, we discussed with Stacy. Uh, today we're going to be discussing continued benefits of exercise and physical activity, pretty much on the heart, body composition, bones, and so forth. And all of this information is found through Essentials of Physical Activity uh, by Dr. Fritz Huber. And he basically states the benefits of exercise upon the body depend on the type of exercise perform, the intensity and duration of the exercise, and the number of times the exercises are done each week. Some health benefits occur immediately after performing a single exercise session. However, most require many months of consistent conditioning to reap the full benefits. You know, and um, when I was working in the health club industry and so forth, a lot of times it was based on a lot as far as selling memberships, selling memberships, like getting people to buy memberships. And so a lot of people, you know, we had a great program as far as with ballets. You know, we'd actually work with people, design exercise programs for them to make sure they get the results. But a lot of times today I don't see that actually in the health club session. I see a lot of people sitting behind a desk, so forth, people coming in, people using machines that really don't know how to use the machines. And people basically just putting forth all that effort and not really getting results of the effort that they're putting in. So, like Dr. Huber had said, it's important like that that you're actually getting the correct results with the exercise program that you're actually doing. And it all basically depends again, again, like he said, as far as the type, you know, the type, the intensity, the duration, the number of times it's being done. So to reach certain benefits of exercise, you want to make sure that you're doing the correct amount of repetitions, the correct weight, and so forth. Um you know, as far as a lot of people get discouraged, you know, I mean, if everybody would use the health club that bought memberships, there wouldn't be any room to use the equipment, so forth. And so, uh, and I see with Stacy's program that people are getting results. If you just go to her uh, website, as far as uh, the Temple Challenge, you can see a lot of the transformations that is actually happening with her program. And it's just it's exciting. She does a great job with her people and so forth. Um, as far as if we look at some of the specifics, as far as what does, you know, a conditioning program, you know, what's it do for the heart, you know? And again, with a heart, you usually need to use some type of aerobic conditioning using oxygen. Well, with a heart exercise, basically, program can actually, uh, can cause the resting or some submaximal exercise, heart decreases, Decreasing the heart rate. It's not pounding as quickly, not working as hard. Uh, as far as exercise for the heart, basically, size of the heart will increase along with the stroke volume. Basically, stroke volume is the amount of blood basically that's ejected from the heart each time the heart contracts. And during the rest and exercise, allowing the oxygen needs of the body to be met with less work by the heart. So, again, with proper conditioning program, usually through the aerobics like that, is actually causing our heart like that. Uh, to basically to do less work, so forth. If we look at the blood and its effect on the vessels, uh, regular exercise will increase blood volume, enhancing oxygen transport and cooling the body when in a hot, hot environment. Uh, it improves the blood lipids when you have a blood workup as far as cholesterol screens like that. You'll notice that uh, Exercise will improve blood lipids, lowers cholesterol, lowers the density lipoprotein, which is the LDL, which is the bad cholesterol, and also lowers triglycerides. Um, 
Exercise basically for the blood increases the high-density lipoprotein, which is the HDL. That's the good cholesterol. That will increase. So the LDL, the bad cholesterol, decreases, and the HDL, the good cholesterol, increases with exercise. Uh, you'll notice that the blood vessels improve by having a greater elasticity and distensibility, allowing the resting and submaximal blood pressure to decrease, and it lessens the workload of the heart. Also, blood vessels increase in cross-sectional areas and create more capillaries, which function to deliver more oxygen to the cells, thus enabling all the body cells to function better. Another benefit for the blood and its vessels is the blood vessels will increase their ability to dilate and constrict, allowing the delivery of the blood to areas where the need is greatest at any given time. So you can see quite a few as far as the benefits of the, the heart and the blood vessels associated. If we look at the pulmonary system, as far as the lungs, um, basically regular exercise will allow the lungs to have a greater capacity to inhale and exhale, allowing more oxygen to be diffused into the blood. Again, during some maximal exercise, conditioned individuals breathe less than before they begin a conditioning program, therefore increasing oxygen and availability. Uh, you know, as far as before you start on an exercise program, it's like that. I'm just going to bring up a story. And, and it resolves my, basically, it's about my son, Joshua. Joshua uh, was a senior in high school, and Joshua decided that he was going to join the high school swimming team. Now, Joshua never swam much before. Josh is a baseball player. He's played football, but he's basically, again, he's a collegiate athlete. He plays baseball for University of Charleston, but Josh decided that he was going to swim based on a dare from his cousin. So I remember going, I was kind of excited because I, I swam in college as far as swimming. But anyway, Josh, I went to Josh's first practice, and it's a 25-yard pool, and Josh jumps in the pool, gets in the pool, and he's swimming, and he stops halfway through. Joshua, being a baseball player, could not finish the lap because of the exertion and also the exhaustion of the, his pulmonary system, the lungs like that. If you've ever swam before, you know that the swimming is probably one of the best exercises that you can do. It works the heart, it works the lungs, it works every major muscle group, and so forth. But I want to finish on a good note, by the time season was over, Josh was competing at the state level. So again, it's all about that preconditioning, you know, and, it's, and hopefully that all improves as far as as we get started on exercise. And I'm sure Stacy can probably tell you many stories as far as people who just started on her exercise program were one at the beginning, but by the time the, the sessions were over, the four to six weeks or however long she does it, um, they were basically handled a lot better than they started with. As far as if we look at the skeletal muscles, aerobically conditioned muscles will utilize more fat for energy than unconditioned muscles. Strength trained muscles will begin stronger and more resistant to fatigue. Uh, you'll notice hypertrophy, which is basically the muscles getting bigger, will occur. However, that's all dependent upon the type of training that you're doing, the gender, genetics, and also maturation. Tendons and ligaments also increase in strength, decreasing joint injuries and improving the function of an injured joint. That's why a lot of times rehabilitation is just as important or vital to an injury as the surgery itself. Uh, development of muscle tissue is a significant factor in slowing down the aging process. So again, you know, it helps slow down the aging process as far as exercise. If we look at body composition and so forth, um, a lot of times we look at the percent of fat conversion to percent of lean muscle mass. Uh, aerobic and strength and exercise work to decrease excess body fat. 
Uh, basically, again, as far as the body composition and so forth, you know, again, if you're wanting to lose weight, you just have to remember as long as you're burning more calories than you're taking in or you're consuming, you know, you cannot help but lose weight. Okay, so as long as you're burning more calories through physical activity or exercise more than what you're consuming, it's like that, you know, you'll continue to lose weight. Uh, as far as aerobic conditioning causes the body to improve its ability to mobilize fat from fat stores and use it for energy and increased amount of fat used in a 24-hour period. Weight training increases muscle mass, which is more metabolically active than fat tissue, causes an increase in calorie expenditure over the day. Uh, if you look at what exercise basically does for the bones, again, we talked a little bit about osteoporosis. Regular exercise consisting of weight-bearing, which we mentioned, and strengthening activities increases calcium deposition in the bones being overloaded. Weak bones lead to low bone mass and or osteoporosis, which are basically porous and brittle bones, which affects 54 million Americans and are responsible for more than 2 million fractures each year at a cost of $14 billion. Calcium supplementation alone will not decrease disorder. Exercise is needed. I had a client of mine or a patient of mine basically send me an email and she says, you know, the doctor basically wanted her to uh, take calcium supplementation for her, you know, to help prevent osteoporosis. And she asked my advice and I just basically told her, I said, there's more to it than just taking calcium supplementation exercises need and so forth. So if you look at preventing of osteoporosis, which we'll have a total probably a couple series of just basically how to prevent osteoporosis on later shows. But again, there's more than just taking calcium to help prevent osteoporosis. And exercise is one of those components that is needed. Uh, if you, again, we talked about the psychological benefits. Uh, again, regular exercise favorably modifies the psychological state. It reduces anxiety. It helps with depression. Um, again, that's very important and so forth. It improves your self-esteem. Um, you know, it basically exercise negates the harmful effects of stress. Regular exercise can greatly improve one's personal appearance, enhancing self-concept and body image. And that's one of the reasons as far as that I got pretty much involved in exercise at a high school age. I was one that was bullied. Um, I was tall. I had braces for four years, not one year, not two years, not three, but four years I had braces. And so I was thin and so forth. And so then my parents uh, moved the family to Dallas, Texas. And in my senior year, I started to exercise. I joined the health club and I started seeing the benefits of exercise as far as actually changing as far as the personal appearance, uh, enhancing my self-concept and also my body image and so forth. And that's one of the reasons I got involved in exercise uh, if you look at the immune system, aerobic conditioning improves the natural immune function of the body. Natural killer cells increase their activity in act inactivating viruses and the metastatic potential of tumor cells. I remember as far as when I was working out to E, um, there was a retired oncologist, doctor, uh, basically oncologist and so forth. And he had told me, he says, if people would just get started on an exercise program, that would decrease the risk of getting cancer. And we live in an area like that. It pretty much has a high rate of cancer. But when he had told me, that just kind of blew my mind. So again, the natural killer cells increase their activity in inactivating viruses and the metastatic potential of tumor cells. Aerobic exercising slows the age-related decrease in T-cell function, which defends against viral and fungal infections. It assists in regulating other immune mechanisms. 
Regular exercise develops the body's antioxidant functions and increases the intestinal transit time. However, high-intensive exercise or a rapid increase in training has the opposite effect and decreases the body's immune system. Let me go to that one more time. Regular exercise develops the body's antioxidant functions and increases intestinal transit time. However, high-intensive exercise or a rapid increase in training has the opposite effect and decrease the body's immune system. So forth. So when you're getting involved in an exercise program, it's very important to just basically just gradually don't jump into it. If you jump into something too aggressively, you know, you're kind of defeating the purpose. Injuries can occur. Um, and then it's going to basically just kind of, you know, backtrack you forever. It's like that. I remember when I started getting started on my exercise program. Again, as you get older, you know, you don't as strong as you are when you're younger. And so I basically had uh, started doing some bicep curls. I increased my weight too rapidly. I developed bicepital tendonitis. So therefore, I had to shut down doing those type of activities for almost a month to let my body heal. So again, very slow, gradual increase. Um, basically, a physically fit person are sick less often, see their doctors less, are hospitalized less, and spend less on medical care than persons who are not physically fit. And I believe we talked with Stacy as far as the uh, article that was uh, published by the Journal of the American Medical Association. And in this journal, basically, that was studied was in 1989, where they took 13,344 people and they followed them for an average of eight years. And the results indicated that the fit males and fit females had a significant lower death rate from cancer cardiovascular disease, and all diseases combined than the unfit males and unfit females. We also mentioned about the study from the Massachusetts General Hospital. 86% of hospitalizations are probably what could have been prevented if patients had followed a helpful lifestyle. Uh, if you look at several studies that um, Dr. Huber mentions as far as done on employees from the Northern Natural Gas, Tinoco, uh, Mesa Petroleum Company, Allen Bradley Company, New York State Department of Education and Civil Services, uh, the NASA and Purdue University reported less sickness, better health, better job performance, and fewer health insurance claims among employees who were physically fit. And he notes that businesses are beginning to realize that they can't afford to hire unfit employees in the last 10 years, more than 300 companies have started fitness programs for their employees. Um, I know uh, that's definitely become an important uh, aspect as far as it's great to see. Uh, as far as um, we had talked a little bit about as far as the researchers basically stating the fact that as far as, you know, I have, my parents are in their 80s, which is basically in their ninth decade of life. And it really, really kind of interesting when I saw this, and it basically says studies shown that even into the ninth decade, 80 to 89-year-olds of life, the body will adapt and improve with a health fitness conditioning program. So, it is never too late to begin an exercise program. But the important thing, okay, is to make sure the sooner an inactive individual begins to exercise, and the key here is after medical clearance from a doctor or physician. So before you start any type of conditioning program, exercise program, anything like that, make sure that you get cleared from your family doctor before you start any type of a program. And they even say, even after decades of sedentary living, possibly including a heart attack, a healthier and more productive life can be gained. Uh, a geneticist, Leonard Hayfleck, 
had stated that on the basis of his research on cell division and deterioration, mankind could expect a lifespan of 110 to 120 years. Mankind could expect a lifespan of 110 to 120 years. He reports that human cells in a perfect environment continue to divide until they stop according to their genetic code. So evidence is mounting that pretty much the way people live their lives is significantly affecting health and life expectancies. So as far as what we basically went over is pretty much several and a lot of benefits that physical activity and exercise, you know, accomplishes and so forth. And um, as far as our next week's program, we will be discussing um, pretty much the different types of components involved in a health-related physical fitness program. We'll be talking about cardiovascular endurance or cardiorespiratory endurance, muscular strength, muscular endurance, flexibility, potty composition. And our guest basically will be Dr. Pi, uh, Dr. Paul Weisbrett. Okay, he is a chiropractor, and he also has his expert rating certified personal training and strength and conditioning coach. Uh, he holds a Bachelor of Science degree in Human Services Psychology from the University of Wisconsin, two years postgraduate master's degree, education in clinical psychology. Again, he basically graduated from Palmer of College of Chiropractic, summa cum laude, which is highest honors. And um, he's been writing chiropractic care and or basically fitness training for some of the players for the Cincinnati Bengals, since Cincinnati Reds, the Dayton Dragons. And so we're going to basically be talking to Dr. Paul Weisbrot next week and kind of find out what his job was and the kind of programs that he actually designed for these professional athletes. So until next time, keep advancing towards optimal health and wellness. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Soaring in Health and Wellness with Dr. Steve Wells and his guest. We would like to thank our sponsors, Freedom Gate Church, where it is their passion to advance Christ's kingdom and disciple the generations. Find more details on the web at freedomgatechurch.net. We would also like to thank Mountaineer Chiropractic. For more information, go online to mountaineerchiro.com. If you'd like to be a sponsor or help support Soaring in Health and Wellness podcast, please go to the web at eagleswaysministries.org and select a patron page in the top menu bar. If you or your business or church would like Dr. Steve Wells to speak at your church, special event, or conference, please go online to eagleswaysministries.org and select contact on the menu bar or send an email to eagleswayministries at gmail.com or call 304-485-6589. Until next time, think of Isaiah 40, 29-31. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint.